This is Bill McKay. Welcome to another episode of the Boone Podcast. Today I'm speaking with Dakota Younger. We rant about the supply chain problem between education and the job market. We talk about data science and how better design can help solve some of the inefficiencies. We also just talk about the future of job training in general. Um, I thought it was a pretty interesting discussion. Um, I do apologize for the sound quality. This was a, a bit of an ad hoc podcast that we that we put together at a, a WeWork. So the sound quality is not as good as it, it usually might be. But uh, yeah, I apologize for that. But without any further ado, I give you Dakota Younger. All right, we're here with Dakota Younger. How's it going, man? It's um, going. It's going well. That's good. Yeah. Uh, a little upset about a sexual episode I had. <laughs> I feel like you say that every time we talk. Uh, so today we want to talk about I mean, we, we, beavers. We, yeah, well, I told you to get over the beavers thing. We'll, we'll get next time. Next time we'll get to the beavers. Beavers. Um, we want. Well, this is something we talk about. I think often, um, and it kind of goes in and out of a lot of the, the things we discuss. Um, it's all around kind of how we train talent uh, in today's modern age that goes into you know, a lot of different things like universities and um, you know, coding academies and those types of things. Um, and like we have this huge problem right now. I think the latest data I saw was something like 13% of specifically millennials were unemployed. I think that, like millennials are something like 18 to 30 or something like that, age-wise. So we, to me, it's a super frustrating issue because we have, there's just so much that we need to do. Like there's, there's so many things that should be, should be having some, you know, labor force applied to it. And we just have people kind of just sitting on the sidelines and not doing anything. Um, and I, I think it, a lot of it comes, comes down to just like how we, how we train people, right? Like how we set people up to to go into the workforce, and there seems to be this this massive kind of fission between those two those two pieces. So, uh, you know, after rambling about that, I guess what like what's your what's your latest perspective on it, and what do you think is broken? Yeah, I mean, I think like you're saying, we've talked about it quite a bit, like on our own independently. But um, I was also in a conversation this week um, with um, an investor that uh, is, you know, heavily involved in, in supporting education and uh, resources and tools that go into it. And we both got into this long uh, conversation together, kind of getting excited about, uh, not necessarily excited about the problems, but the, the potential solutions and identifying the problems and agreeing on what they were. And I think that, it's probably not too controversial to say that it's a combination of things, but it's, you know, it comes into the way we're educating and the process that we're doing that. And I think that could be a, a very long conversation. Um, but 
essentially, I, I think that we could definitely get more um, creative. Um, you know, the way we were doing education before was uh, designed to help um, people transition from, you know, running out in the fields to working in factories and, and more of like a structured uh, assembly line style of, uh, of employment. And that's not what the modern workforce looks like now. So I think we need to adapt, uh, you know, how we're educating people on that end. Uh, so the educational process, but then I think outside the educational process, I think it's how we're connecting education with employment opportunities. And um, I think that there's right now that there's a lot of room for improvement on that, especially, um, I mean, you could really argue it all day, whether it's, you know, one or the other, but I, I think ultimately it comes into both playing and a factor. Um, and I think that, you know, right now, if you look at how colleges, uh, the resources you have when, you, when you're when you looking for a job after you, you leave, uh, whether it's a coding school or whether it's um, some sort of trade school or, or college or university, um, there's not a lot of resources for the students or the, that are that are guaranteed or that are very successful. So you have like, you know, the guidance counselors, the career counselors, they're not going to be able to cater to every student effectively and give them the attention that they need to help make sure that they're getting a job. Um, you have recruiters, you know, but the problem with recruiters working with um, junior talent is that it's really not oftentimes worth their time because um, if, you know, the recruiter's salary or payment is usually based on a percentage of the first year salary of who they're placing. So it would stand to reason that you make more money placing people that make higher salaries. Uh, and so they're, they're deterred from doing that. Plus, companies also don't want to pay typically recruiter fees for junior level talent because um, it's not as, as impactful necessarily for the organization. So, um, you know, they you find junior talent not being able to use recruiters very much. Um, and then, you know, there's that leans on them to either with other students, hopefully get connected with other students or the alumni program. But again, that's very clunky and um, there isn't a streamlined process for you know connecting uh, alumni a lot of times connecting with the alumni um, allowing the alumni to quickly understand what a student might be interested in and good fit for and, and then where those opportunities exist within the alumni's network yeah, alumni specifically for, for me is something that's interesting because it, I, I mean I love the school I went to I went to Northeastern in, in Boston but I mean, since graduating, they, I mean, they, they gave me that piece of paper at the end to help me get a job, and they set up some connections and, and that, you know, that round with a few internships here and there. But to me, there, there was no kind of like continuing community that, that really a community that you could easily build that should last really your lifetime, right? Yeah. Really, the only thing that I, the only time I ever hear from Northeastern now is when they just ask me for more money, which yeah. is insane to me, which is absolutely. And it's oftentimes from the alumni program that you're not seeing any value or they're not now seeing value from, you know, it's like if you were potentially seeing something at this point in time, or if you, it had had a, a recent or a larger impact in, on, on your life, you might be more willing to put money into it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I, I just see there's a, there's a huge opportunity there for, uh, I mean, I mean, I think I've even tried to, to find a place where, uh, there's, there's an area where I could like, interact with other Northeastern alumni and either out here in LA or wherever. And there's, there are like, like spots of things here and there, but there's really no 
good way for for that to to kind of function well. Uh, I feel like that there's a, there's definitely a place for uh, some kind of like community building tech or, or something like that 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 could leverage uh, you know just alumni connections far more than they are right now. It's, it's a bit I see it as a kind of a frustrating place right now. Yeah, like I think that you're on right, and, and even like let's say outside of the capital and the money that the, the alumni wants from you, you might be not in a position where you can, well, I know you're not in a position to be uh, able to give them a ton of money because uh, we aren't making a ton of money, but, uh, but you know, but we might, you might be more inclined to allocate your time and other uh, resources that you have, whether it's to lower, you know, newer alumni um, and, it's probably if your experience is anything like mine, like being able to quickly do that. Um, it's not that you are necessarily too busy where you couldn't do it, but you need to know exactly what it is really quickly and then, you know, do it and move on. Um, and it's, it's a big pain in the ass to do it right now, you know, like to figure out what all that looks like and to connect with somebody. So if there was a streamlined way of getting that done, I think that would be a huge help, you know, and it would make a lot more valuable, experience enticing for people to want to go to colleges that had a really powerful alumni program and with a proven track record. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think there's that. And then, you know, if you're looking at like just trying to get a job on your own, like if you're new to the job in the workforce, like you're not going to have a lot of experience on what it, what a good job seeking campaign even looks like and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, how how aggressive you can be and, and, you know, plus you're going to be juggling probably classes and all this other stuff. So it's like, you're like you're saying you kind of at the end of it it's just like it's this giant river that's just dumping people into an ocean and hoping that they're gonna be able to know what to do and they're gonna have the resources and um when you the more hoping and finger crossing you have the less likely you know ultimately there is for success there and so i think the danger what really for me is upsetting is that when i hear you know even my younger brothers and and people, you know, questioning whether education is important or that they should get it. I, I hear where they're coming from and I hear their frustrations and I sympathize with that. But I think I know education is critical, not just for people's well-being. I mean, if you look at like the, the, the more affluent and happier, healthier um, civilizations, cultures in the world are more educated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a quality of life thing. So to question that is, and then plus, if you're not educated, you're going to be making a lot more mistakes. You're not going to know as much. And so um, that whole history has a well, chance to repeat itself. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at history, I don't want any of that to be repeating itself. So I want, you know, we should be moving forward. And the only way to do that is through education. And it's uh, everybody's responsibility to move that ball forward incrementally. So if, if, if the confidence in that system is eroding, to me, that's um, that's a larger like humanity issue, especially considering that we're such a big impact on this planet. You know what I mean? So like, you can get real deep with it real quickly, but um, I think that again, if, if you just saying, look, you have to have an education. It's it's important. No, like the reality is, people are going to do what benefits them here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Long term is great, and like that, you know, high in the sky. Let's save the planet. Let's save the world. Let's all be a better civilization. Yeah. But it's like. If, I need to have a job. I need to be able to pay rent. I need food. You know, yeah. that's going to come first. And, and so that's what, like for me, I, I think it's really important that we 
you know, as a culture, as humanity, like look at how we can really overhaul this education program uh, to make it more efficient so that we can all be, you know, raising the quality of life for everyone and everyone has a better chance of getting that. But then also um, so that we can be more productive as a civilization, like um, if we're all, you know, plugged in and, and, and doing work that we enjoy and it's not work necessarily or it's something that we're good at, that kind of stuff like that to me is is where we should be. Like, I think I think a huge part of the problem, and I don't know if this is a like a trend or if it's, this has kind of been the case for a, a while now, is that uh, colleges and universities, really any educational uh, program, the the they're they're I mean they're they're kind of shifting a lot towards more of like a you know for profit business model. Um, at least I see many of them doing that, and. And just the way that college is structured, you you put a lot of effort on the sale up front, right? Mm-hmm. So once, and once someone decides, like, okay, I'm going to go to the school and I'm going to get, um, you know, a, a degree in, in art or something like that, uh, then they're stuck in that they're stuck in that role for four years, right? Yeah. Potentially. Um, so I, th- I think what happens is, you know, those schools put all the effort up front to be like, no, this is the place you want to be, mm-hmm. and then once they get them in the door and they're getting their money. Then they kind of go, okay, no, we're we're done now. Like yeah. we're getting your money. Could, we don't have to do anything more for you. Yeah. We got you in here. You're giving us money. We're done. Whereas I, I the, and I think that's too. You said it nicely there. Was like, it's really kind of just the river just dumping people out on the other side, and they're mm-hmm. just kind of bewildered, like, well, what the hell do we do now? Um, and not to knock art degrees at all, but that like uh, I think there needs to be like a, a, a longer a longer arm of, okay, you're going to do these steps and this leads you to this job because there's a huge demand it's for a, this job here. It's yeah. a supply chain issue is what, in my opinion, like, uh, if you look at it from like a product, uh, perspective, uh, they're like at colleges, education programs, whatever you want to call them are, are really a, a dual sided marketplace. Like they provide, um, a service which is education, educating people, um, and that's what they charge for. But they're also producing a product, which is um, what they're producing is educated students. Now they're monetizing um, primarily, um, you could say, you know, with sports and all that kind of other stuff. But, but primarily, it's it's off of the the tuition. But if you can, and, and the reason they can't charge on the back end is like, you know, they don't want to hurt their placement rates because, you know, if you're going to be charging people to hire your students, that's obviously going to create a barrier for them to want to, to hire them. And there's, it can make it more difficult for your, your alumni to be getting jobs and that's not going to be looking good for them. They're not going to be happy about it. Nobody's going to want to go to college. And, and because, um, the placement ratings are, are such a critical, um, I guess data point for people looking at which colleges they're going to go to or which you know educational institutions they're going to go to. Um, they don't want to you know educational institutions don't want to harm that in any way, which makes sense. I'm not saying that we we would just start. They should just start charging you know companies to work. But if you look at you make it more efficient so that um, colleges have a, a, a way to connect their alumni directly with opportunities and see opportunities that exist within the workforce directly with those, um, with those businesses and can create essentially like a referral ecosystem, um, on campus with alumni, with active students, with the staff, with the faculty, all that, and be able to, everyone's working together to ensure that 
Um, everyone in this ecosystem is finding a job um, on a micro level, like people just knowing each other. Then um, it's not on any one person or any, you know, it's, it's you're empowering everyone to do it. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, just statistically, it's more likely to happen. And so from that end, the colleges, they may not be, they don't necessarily have to charge, you know, businesses, although I think they could, it could be proposed uh, down the line, but they don't have to necessarily charge businesses to hire their students. But just by having this referral ecosystem, it increases their placement rates and increases their um, their brand for you know future students, which increases their revenue flow, yeah. right? And, and especially if they're not weakening that foundation, which I think is being weakened right now, um, just stopping that weakening is, I think, a step forward. Um, but you know, now if it, if you're more confident, let's say if currently right now people are starting to get really jaded about whether it's you know that worth it to go to college, get a degree, get education. Um, if there becomes a few colleges that just get stellar reputations for, if you go to this college, you'll get a good, you're going to get a good job, you know, and it's not, the tuition isn't crazy expensive. Um, then that they're going to have a huge edge, you know, I think there's a few trends at work here. And, um, I was looking at, there's a lot of research done now on the, the generation after the millennial generation, which is, you know, just kind of reaching, uh, they're just starting to look at colleges really. And it was fascinating to me because they were showing that, I mean, if you can imagine, like, this is the generation that kind of watched uh, the millennial generation get absolutely screwed as far as, like, college loan goes and just get just piled on with debt and, like, the economy has been so great. Um, so they've kind of just, like, watched this happen in front of them. And because of that, they're, they're much more of a frugal cohort. That's, mm-hmm. that's what the early data shows. So you have this trend, right? Um, I think the other trends you're seeing are the just kind of a changing of what an like what an educational model looks like. If you know these massive online courses coming online, um, more and more um, like like self service educational uh, yeah. systems that can be that can be created by a few very smart people and then be distributed to like an infinite amount of people. You yeah, know, quickly skill. Um, you have that that trend happening. And then you have the trend on the, on the, uh, the way companies hire now, um, you know, leveraging more data science, not necessarily relying on recruiters, trying to use more and more of a, you know, a referral type method. Um, so you have these kind of like three shifts, and I guess in a very optimistic view, that that gives us a chance to kind of redesign how this how this whole system works and kind of make it what what is now a very segmented thing with these you know these big these big hurdles between each step um, can be much more, you know, streamlined. If we're, if we're kind of applying these new technologies that we have with AI and data science and um, just design, honestly, just better design throughout the entire thing, we at least have the chance to make it a lot better than it is. Well, I think that, like, the part of that is looking at what exists and, and not trying to even, like, recreate anything, but just try to start bridging build like a, a bridge between all these, these different segments. It's something that's, that can have a, a unified body that, that kind of, I guess, merges uh, these different, you know, whether it's colleges and businesses and coding schools and allows them to work cohesively together. Um, I think that that's, you know, that's what needs to be done and, and, and can still work and, and mirrors what everyday life is like. If, if it's something that, 
is, you know, a whole new, again, like a whole separate entity from regular life, whether it's work or whether it's um, social media, everything's kind of, you know, melt, becoming this gray area where, you know, the line between work and, 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 and like, you know, play and work is, is becoming more gray. I think to have a system in place that, that is that gray area that allows for that stuff to be more seamless and, and doesn't expect things to be cut and dry like that, um, where an education doesn't necessarily even have to be something that you go to right after you get out of, of high school. It can be something that you do without your throughout your career. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, you know, it's it, again, it's not this step one, step two. It's it's you know a variety of things that can go. It, it's not a, um, a like a railway type of, of it's it's something more of like a, a highway. You know, you can yeah. be in any kind of lane. You can, I think that's that's a really good point to bring up, and that's a, another mega trend that's happening is, you know, with the acceleration of technology, you're, I think we're going to reach a point. I think we're already reaching a point where you, it's, it's not like the old way of like, okay, I'm just, I, I learn law and then I'm a lawyer for 60 years or whatever it is. Like you, you, you need to be constantly adjusting with a rapidly changing, uh, Economy, right? Because so the trends are going to shift even more rapidly. You're going to have to learn something new every ten years. Right? Yeah, and it's it's even shorter. It's going to yeah. that 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 timetable of of when something new comes out, just like with fashion trends, how they're continually to like shorten and shorten. You know, and, and development, you know, sprints are getting you know new operating systems come out shorter and shorter and shorter. Like all of that is shortening because we're you know advancing, and same thing with the technology. And so, and and what our career looks like. Um, like that needs to be able to be more malleable mm-hmm. and it's not something that, you know, it's just like I said, like that step type of a process. So, um, I think that that's, that's also part of it. But again, like, I think that's where if we can have something that isn't just for education, isn't just for jobs, isn't just for your, your private life, bringing all that together in a way that works is, is critical. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. I know we've talked about this a little bit before as well, but like, like, if you're looking at what they talk about for the skills gap, like um, I think that is part of what is also eroding um, the the confidence in in education, and but not just from the students, but even perspective. If you're looking at um, so what the skills gap is saying is like, okay, we have companies that are hiring a bunch of you know they're saying, hey, we we have jobs open, we need this talent, um, and then you have uh, students. You know that are coming out saying, "Hey, look, we're looking for jobs. We're not getting any jobs." So, how can that be if you have, you know, companies saying, "Look, we we need to hire, but we can't find the talent we need." And if you have all these, uh, you know, students, uh, alumni coming in and being dumped into like the ocean, like we talked about, saying, "We'll look for a job, but we can't find it." Like it, the supply and demand, you think that would they would just marry together, but they're not right now. And so, if that's the case, the there's got to be a reason, obviously, and. and I think it boils down to again not just one factor but a variety. And the first one is, you know, if it's it's that people have the skills that they're looking for that the companies are looking for, but they're not being properly identified, mm-hmm. which means either the the people looking for the jobs uh, aren't uh, using you know something. There's loss in translation. Whether it's like classic examples, I think because the the hiring process is so broken and inefficient, there's uh, too much weight being put on the the HR recruiters. Um, and so they're just having to, they're dealing with a, too much data manually and they're having to just skim through, 
you know, the sea of applicants and they're missing uh, the good, you know, the ones that are actually a good fit because they're just doing keyword searches or, or Boolean searches. And so if you're going and applying to a job that has something like, um, you know, let's say public speaking, they require a public speaking uh, experience and somebody's applying it, but on the resume they have uh, gone to debate, but they don't actually have the words public speaking, they could get passed up because they're not a fit, but in reality they are. But the problem is that the, the recruiter, because they had 200 resumes on their desk they had to get down through the lunch, they just did a few keyword searches. One of them was, you know, public speaking. This person didn't have it. They got passed along. Yeah. And so um, that means that you, we need a system that is, again, leveraging that data you talked about, like in the AI and, and leveraging technology to reduce the burden on people so that people are able to communicate better with one another, um, whether it's for an application or whatever it is, you know, and, and be able to hire and identify talent um, without having to manually do it. Um, so, there's, so there's either the, the one option is that people have the skills and we're just not seeing it. The other option is that uh, people don't have the skills, uh, which that means that the education process is, is failing them. Um, they're entering the market ill-prepared for what is needed of them. And I think that it's clearly not just one or the other, right? Um, I think that, but I think that if you're looking at education, it's difficult for them to understand what the market is demanding and what the market wants because uh, they're pretty, if you're creating a, a product right now and, and you're selling it to customers, you have, uh, whether it's like, let's say you're making iPhones, um, you're going to know, you know, as a product is getting less of a fit for what the market's looking for, because you're going to see diminished sales. And so you have to move that product and change it. You have clear data, right? But with um, colleges, because they're, they don't have a direct connection with these, these uh, you know, businesses, um, they don't have that data. And so it's like, if they're making a hundred science students and they're making like, again, think of it as a product, not, I know it sounds cool, but think of it as a product, like a hundred science students, a hundred, um, you know, developers, students, a hundred, um, uh, let's say sales, uh, you know, biz dev type of students, mm-hmm. if they sell out, if they place all their sales students and they place, they sell out all their science students, but they don't place or sell out all of their, their developers and they have some stocks, let's say, you know, only 80% of them got, that means that how they're educating those developers isn't matching what the market wants. So it either means that that, that skill or that education is, is, is falling out of, out of demand. Mm-hmm. That product is falling out of demand or they need to adjust that product and that, that direct, that does that make sense? So, and then we can look by having a better communication with the, the businesses. Okay. What are you looking for? And get that over to the education. You know, I'm, I'm almost envisioning a system that, that like in a very, automatic way, um, whether it's one unified system or, or just many systems all talking to each other, right? The US, that's, I think that's, yeah, I mean, so yes, there's a semantic piece. So there's the immediate supply chain, right? There's like, we need, we need a bunch of people who do X, Y, Z, the system automatically can, can, can identify people better than just a keyword search, right? So that's step one. Step two, and a little bit of a more longer term piece, if you have you know, these systems tapped into the private network and, and then into uh, the ways that we train people, educate people. If all of a sudden you see companies starting to, to be looking for more and more of a particular skill, the system should automatically be, be able to identify that quickly and then be 
then that feeds right down to the way that we train people. And they're automatically saying, okay, there's going to be uh, a need for this. Like, and the need is growing. Yeah. So let's, let's start adapting the training systems right now to start, sure. to start building that skill. Well, you know? and, and we know it's possible to do stuff like this because that's what they're doing with products. Again, if you think about it like a product perspective, like, mm-hmm. do you think that Ford doesn't have an idea about what their products are going to look like in you know decades from now, at least a few years. You know, it's it's not like every year they're like back at square one and like you know when come January it's like oh I wonder what this car's going to look like. I mean, this car's probably already wrapped up. Yeah. So um, it, otherwise they would be left by the wayside. They would have just started doing the you know the auto driving and autonomous stuff just recently when it was in the news instead of already having, I mean, this has already been going behind the curtains for a while now. Um, and, and so that's, I think you're hundred percent right. And, and so if we approach education in that way and understanding that like how important it is to, to see these trends, then I think you're going to see a lot more, a lot better education and not just when you say better, like it's not just even like having a better knowledge base and being more prepared. It's also more efficient because Thinking about shortening education, like let's say right now colleges are taking a shotgun approach because they don't know exactly what the market is needing. They have to equip you with a lot more general stuff, right? Hoping that one of the stuff, this stuff is helpful for what your general area of expertise is going to be. Um, if they can get a better understanding of, of what you are looking for and what the market needs, it, you know, what that would demand, what they can educate you in a lot shorter time frame and you might think okay well that actually uh, isn't uh, that would you know hinder their ability to make money they would have a shorter tuition in reality no because they're they're having a bit quicker turnover right so they can get more people in and more people out more people in more people out so they're just able to have does that you know what I mean like yeah. they're still um, they're still making the same if not more money I would argue certainly more money at this point um so I think that that's, that's also important is to like, look, we don't need to be doing these four-year educations and doing a shotgun approach where you're learning stuff that uh, is completely irrelevant and will never be used in, in your, you know, your, your career. Like, sure, you need a generally well-based education. doesn't yeah. need to be super I, I, One thing I don't, want to, I don't want people to take away from these points is that I, don't, I still think there is a ton of uh, value in just a rounded – even like a liberal arts education, like all that stuff is super valuable. I think that can exist alongside these type of things too. It's, um, but see, yeah, it's, but you're still being more efficient because rather than, you know, you can, let's say, fit more of this stuff that we agree is 100% critical, like some, some history, yeah. you know what I mean? Some like just general arts. And stuff. Yeah. But if you have more room in people's bandwidth that they don't feel burned, you know, because right. these large degrees and they're not burdened by the cost of the degrees, then they they might be, and then it might be also something that they continue to educate over time. So if the, if the timeline is much longer, yeah. if you don't graduate per se, but it's something that you continually, because of the, you know, the, the turnaround, like if it's something you're continually doing, then that's better for the college or better for the, it's, it sounds like you should be taught rather than like if you're talking about, you know, your more, the formative years, the college years, I guess. Is you should almost just be taught to be adaptive. You know, yeah. you know, like learn the skills of how to learn. Yeah. So then, because then, because you, you're going to be basically being sent out of an entire career of be, of having to jump from, you know, you know, not completely different skill sets, but the skill sets are going to have to 
adapt yeah. pretty rapidly to, to a changing system. You know? and, if, and if colleges have that strong relationship and, and have a, a proven and demonstrated that they can properly equip, um, then again, going to looking at it from more of a business perspective, like you've recognized that this business produces the results you're looking for and when you need to get that education, you're going to go back, mm -hmm. right? So it's if you you know, have a, a stronger uh, customer base, you know, a more loyal customer base, and those customers have a longer... It's a fundamentally different model for yeah. uh, for education. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, the, like the, the lifetime value of, right. of, of every student, every customer right. at that point totally. is a lot longer. Right. You know, even though their initial education before the, when they enter the workforce is shorter, actually the lo over the long term, they're making more money off of that. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, I think that's, that's where it's at. And they're going to be seeing better results is, is the biggest thing. Like, I think that's critical. Um, so, I mean, I think that, like, I know that's, that's a lot to, to chew on, but I mean, I think that that's, uh, just looking at it from that perspective, like, I guess the big overarching step is like, look, if we can approach call, looking at education and more of a business product type of mindset and looking at what has been successful in the in the world? Mm -hmm. you know, what models have been successful in that product um, customer type of standpoint? Then I think we can apply those and see the same types of results and, and reduce our learning curve. Mm -hmm. And then I think that it also allows us to help bridge the skills gap that is seems to be expanding and again weakening the foundation of of, of confidence in, in education, which is okay. So uh, I think we've solved that problem. So uh, next, next, next. Yeah, well, I was thinking beavers first. We gotta get rid of these beavers. <laughs> Two beavers. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, any final words? Uh, no, I'm not good with final words. All right then. See you next time.